Welcome to Debt Free Degree, the podcast that can help you help your teen attend college with less debt and more success. Denise's two homeschooled kids attended college on $199,000 in scholarships for four years debt free with cash left over. We're starting a movement to help all parents figure this out so you and your teen can rest easy and look forward to living the life of your dreams. Now, here's your host, Denise Thomas. Today's interview is with Dale Troy. Dale is a mom of three daughters, all graduated from Yale College, and Dale is a graduate of Yale College and Yale Law School. Following her passion for healthy living, Dale became a health coach and is now a college success coach. Dale helps students have a successful college experience from the start of freshman year. She believes that freshman year is critical and that most students have not prepared for the transition from home to college. In her college success formula, Dale teaches students the habits and skills they need for academic and social success, as well as physical and emotional health. Once students have the ability to control their life in college, they're able to create the positive experience they dreamed of. Now, if you weren't with us last time I talked with Dale, I'll have that link to the interview in the comments. Dale, it's so good to have you back. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. It's been a while since we last talked about this, and in some areas of the U.S., we're finally coming out of what I call the COVID cocoon. What are you seeing as the changes for high school and college right now, and how are these changes affecting our students? Well, very good question to start with. Um, There is so much written about this topic. Basically, the real issue is that there is an increase in mental health issues and colleges are becoming more aware of it. It, Not that it didn't exist before, but the fact of being secluded and doing online courses Mm. and not having social interaction, both in high school and in college, on college campuses has really created more of a problem for students, more anxiety, more depression, even more thoughts of suicide. And colleges are finally really trying to address the issue. And in fact, what I really love is that students are starting to demand that colleges do that. They were you know, silent before, and now they're really, really, you know, realize how important it is. That's fantastic. So what are you seeing that colleges are trying to implement that may be helpful in this area? Well, to start with, they're trying to hire more mental health practitioners. Some of them are adding various kinds of, I don't know if they're actually mental health people, but people that, that students can talk to who are adults in the dorm, you know, so that they can maybe answer questions and give them support before it becomes a big problem. So um, I've seen that. I've seen more wellness programs added to the courses and added to just you know, general activity that students can participate in more wellness oriented things. Actually, even in, for spring break, there were some colleges that didn't allow an actual spring break, but they had three wellness days, for instance, and they would they had students participate in things that were stress reducing and talked about the issues. So it, it's really coming to the forefront. I'm glad to hear that. I know that back in the day, you know, when I was in school, you had the, the health facility on campus or right off campus that was run usually by the school. 
but you had to go in, you had to make an appointment, you know, everything was quote on record. So you had to be a little bit cautious where some of that was concerned. However, as the years progressed, they started realizing that, you know, we can get a hold of some of these issues earlier. And what I found colleges doing is they were equipping their resident assistants, the Mm -hmm. student monitor who's on each hall to begin to learn how to be able to recognize certain things that may be a problem and be able to help to direct the student to get the right uh, help that they need. But obviously today, like you said, with all of the, you know, being alone, no community, uh, being stuck at home, not being on your college campus, it's much worse than it was. Yeah. The the lack of social interaction, I I think is really the biggest problem because we are social beings and especially at that age, it's so important to be with your peers and just feel that community and to have to be in your dorm, just doing online classes and hardly seeing anyone. It, it almost feels like a prison to students. It's very uncomfortable for them. I can agree. I can't imagine being stuck in your room the whole time. You know, if you're, if you're at home with your family, then at least you have a little bit of, you know, interaction, maybe you're eating dinner with some people. Uh, But I know when my son was going through some of this with COVID with his school, he was still on campus in his dorm room, but it was a private room. They couldn't have, they had to space everybody out. Um, But even for meals, the most interaction they ever did was to pass through a, a community area, pick up a boxed meal and go straight back to your dorm room. That was, that was the, all there was to, to seeing people, you know, and otherwise you were pretty much stuck. Exactly. I, I actually, I worked with a, a number of students who were in that situation. And I mean, they, I think that they were, they had a relief just getting to talk to me every week because, you know, they just didn't have anyone to talk to. Uh, and it, it just, you know, I remember one student saying, well, I'm not going to do this again next semester. This is just, I, I feel, I, I don't feel good. So he ended up uh, deciding to stay home for the second semester. It's just, um, it, yeah, I, in fact, in one student I'm working with now, he had a quarantine just for a weekend because he was potentially exposed to COVID. And they said, well, you can't leave your room. And they you know, would pass food to him through a, through a door. He would have to open his door and shut his door right away. And he said he, he was just, it was just creating so much anxiety for him. He didn't know how he was gonna make it through three days that he was quarantined. So I can't imagine being in that situation for a whole semester. Uh, luckily things are opening up and with the vaccine and so forth, a lot of people are able to have more interaction. And the good news yeah. is that yeah. students are recognizing that this is necessary. They, they need some type of interaction. Because I have on, in my end where it's the high school before you get to college, mm-hmm. uh, I'm noticing a lot more students taking a gap year because they're trying, they're waiting for things to open up completely. They're waiting for an opportunity to be able to actually go quote back to normal mm-hmm. and be able to interact, go to cl- actually go to classes and see people and be with people. So they're trying to figure out what are the opportunities that they can afford to not go to school yet. Like you said, take that time off to understand that your mental health is just as important, if not more so 
than getting your education quote right now. That can wait. Your, your mental health is really important. No, it is. And it, if, if, you, if you have a problem in that area, you know, you really need to solve that before you, it's hard to even do college if you're having anxiety and so forth. So it's better to get that squared away. Well, even before we had all these COVID lockdowns and, and quarantines and whatnot, and it was still an incredibly difficult transition. People don't realize or don't remember what it was like when they went from home to college. It's such a big transition from home to college. There's, you're alone. Most students are not going to the same college that their high school friends were attending. The environment is completely different from what they're used to from their home high school. They are thrown at such an enormous amount of work that they're expected to complete in what is usually an unreasonable amount of time for college freshmen. Uh, they're on their own. They have to make sure they get up, get their meals, get studying all on their own. And then in some cases, there's also the financial burden that, that is weighing on them. I found that usually about the six to eight week mark is about when the breakdown comes in that first year. Yeah, I'm smiling because uh, the first person I ever worked with, with, the first student, was exactly at that period of time. And uh, his mother contacted me because she didn't expect this. You know, he'd been a great student. He, was go he went to a college to be pre-med. And, and then all of a sudden she's realizing that his grades are really poor and he, he doesn't sound like himself and he sounds stressed out. And she didn't know what to do. So I totally agree with you. I mean, parents don't really realize how big a difference it's going to be and how their kids may not actually really be prepared for that. And they hadn't been thinking about it. You know, they just thought it, it'll be just a smooth step from one place to another. And unfortunately, that's often not the case. Freshman year is really difficult. Exactly. And yeah. even, if you're, even if you think that your child is prepared and maybe they were quite prepared for uh, living on their own and they can cook for themselves and they can do their own laundry and they, they're taking care of maintenance on their car, et cetera, while they're at home. There's such a big difference when they head to college. It's not just that they need to do these things, but when they're under your roof, you're, they know you're keeping an eye on them. They know that you're making sure they're getting their three square meals a day in their snacks and, and that they're getting up for school and that, you know, you're maybe not helicopter parenting, but on occasion you'll, you'll remind or you'll ask and it prompts them to make sure that things are taken care of. Whereas they don't have any of that when they hit college, when they're on that campus, they're on their own and it's a big okay. transition. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a safety net when you're living at home in high school. And as you said, they go to college so they don't even know anyone. So part of my part of what I do actually is help students create that support network on their campus and where to find that and how to connect with professors and all sorts of other people so that they feel like it's their second home. That's awesome because it will be yeah. for what at least four years for most students, right? Yes, unfortunately, actually, it's becoming like five and six years, but um, <laughs> which is really another issue. Uh, but yes, yes. Well, Dale, what can you tell us about the stress levels that our students are, are facing and what is it that you do for them that can help relieve some of that? 
Well, I think the biggest problem you kind of alluded to is that they're given a lot more work. There's a lot more expectations in their courses, as well as just their living, you know, how to do everything uh, in terms of laundry and getting their, getting their meals and getting exercise and all those kinds of things. All of a sudden, the day that seemed like there was, there was a lot, there were a lot of hours in it really gets shrunken. And um, I think, especially freshmen, when they see that they're, they only have maybe two classes a day, they think they have all the time in the world to get everything done. And they spend a lot of time just kind of uh, free time, just socializing and not really worrying about getting things done. And all of a sudden they get behind. So I think that the biggest stress really is feeling like I can't get everything done or I didn't, I don't know how to manage my time well so that I can, can get it done and, and feel in control and on top of what I need to do. So I spend a lot of time on how to create a schedule, study habits, how to manage your time well. Um, I'm a big fan of an actual planner. I, I make every student use a physical planner so that they have one place where they can have everything recorded that they need to do because they can't remember it all. And the students, the students that try to remember it all are often the ones who are falling behind and forgetting, missing assignments or missing classes and so forth. And getting so, overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. And then as that happens, you become more overwhelmed, more stressed, and, and you can get to a point where you feel like there's no way I can catch up. So forget it, I'm done. And that I've seen that happen to students. And um, that's really sad because to some extent, it's really just a simple skill, but you have to implement it on a daily basis and you have to really be responsible for yourself. Absolutely. I remember talking with my students at one point about the syllabus that the teachers give in the very beginning of each, uh, each class, each semester, and how important it is to not only have that syllabus transferred to your own daytimer of sorts, but to keep up with it and figure out, well, is the teacher on track with what he said in the beginning? Because many of them will get off track. It's just kind of a, a suggestion in some cases. But I recall one student telling me that the teacher had a particular project that was going to be due on XYZ date. And here we were three weeks prior to this project due date. And the professor hadn't mentioned it realizing that this was a project that was going to cost them maybe 30% of their grade, they went to the instructor and said, hey, you know, um, what's the plan for, I'm not going to rush you, but you know, <laughs> for getting this assignment out, because I'd really love to be able to get started. I think professors don't realize all the time that, oh, yeah, they do have five more classes they're taking, and I'm not the only professor in their world. Some students are really trying to stay on track, but it's difficult if the teachers aren't helping out. You have to remember to advocate for yourself. And it can be difficult as a college student who's never had to do that before in high school. Yeah. Yeah. As you, in fact, that is, that's a good point because in this whole time management study skills element that I talk about with students, I'm often having them email their professor. And while I'm on a Zoom call with them, I'm like, okay, do you think you might want to email your professor? Let's do it right now. Don't put it off because yeah, you need to you need to get your questions answered. You need to know, let them know also that you're on top of it, and that that goes a long way to how the professor views you. 
I also recommend that they go to office hours to get to know the professor so that you're not just a number or a name in the class and they really understand who you are and how engaged you are really in the class. It does make a huge difference. I remember prior to my going to college myself, I had a cousin who was a few years ahead of me who suggested that go see your professors, let them know who you are, go to office hours. Even if, in matter of fact, this cousin of mine said, even if you know the subject matter, like the back of your hand, mm -hmm. you go to office hours and confirm that you are on track, confirm that you understand that problem or that whatever it was fully. This tells the professor that you're engaged, you're interested in the topic, even if you're not, right? Yeah. And it, it puts you on the top of their brain. So if by some chance you need that extra point mm -hmm. to make that grade that you really want, they're more likely to kind of throw it your way than they would otherwise. Um, I, I tell my students the same thing over and over again. It is so important to try to do that. And some will say his office hours aren't conducive. I, I happen to have classes during his office hours. That's okay. At least email, you know, try to get there a few minutes before or a few minutes after to just chat just a little bit. In the, and if they say, well, you know, you need to see me during office hours. I have a class during your office hours. Can I just get this confirmed one little bit here, right here? They want to help you. They don't want to see you fail. So yeah, do Absolutely. what you can. Yeah, the other advantage of getting to know them is that if you need a recommendation for an internship, or maybe they even have access to someone who can help you get an internship, they'll think of you because they know you. So it, it definitely is an advantage for sure. That's exactly true. Uh, I can remember there are professors who industry, especially in the higher level classes, will go to and say, hey, you know, we've got three internships coming up and, you know, who can you recommend? Or here's the applications, give them to your best students. They don't know who you are. You've never seen them. Absolutely. Uh, that's definitely uh, something that students don't think of when they're going because they don't do that in high school. So they don't realize that it's a thing to do in college. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Dale, you have a couple of programs uh, for our students. Tell us about what they are and, and how we can interact and, and be able to get on your, your plan here. Okay. Uh, I have two programs currently that I'm running. One is called College Success Formula. The other, the other one is College Success Community. So College Success Formula is for the high school graduate to prepare for college. All the things that I talk about everything from setting goals to time management, to managing stress, to how to live a healthy lifestyle. It's all included in the college success formula. And I, I can do that one-on-one -on -one or I can do it in a small group setting. And then the other program is called College Success Community, which is for current college students to get ongoing support from me and the other students in the group. And we talk about a lot of the same issues, but we'll go into more depth um, in a recent session, I was working with the students and we talked about how important it is to have a, a really good morning routine to get you going for the day. So, you know, we talk about those things, they implement them, and then we talk about how it worked. Um, that's, that's what that group program is. So we, they're both um, basically to help students be the best that they can be on a college campus. And the, the skills that they need, they may not have. Some of them may, they may have to some extent, but they can always improve. 
Um, and I just love working with students. Uh, it, it gives me so much pleasure to see them where, where they are when they start with me and then where they are when we're, we've completed our work together. Dale, I love that you are an all-encompassing with your program because I find that in a lot of areas when it comes to high school or college, we tend to pick apart things and we want everything to be a separate piece, a separate item, much like our medical field today, where in the US, if you have a problem with one part of your body, you see a specialist for that one part of the body, but the body doesn't work that way. And the same is true for success in life. You can't just pick apart every little piece and just do a little of this or a little of that and call it good and expect it to work together and be successful. And the same is true for my program. We don't pick it apart. It's everything works together. You can't just go find scholarships. It's not just scholarships. There's so much more to success and being successful. You have the stress, the time management, the healthy living environment, all of this together is a recipe for success. And I love that you have it all in one place. I think that's fabulous. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, we could use the word holistic maybe. Um, yeah, very yeah. good. Both of us are believing <laughs> that holistic approach, uh, which is just going to get you more, be you know, more able to get you to what your goals are. Absolutely. Now, Dale has a free download for you today. It is six secrets for a successful first year. And we'll have that listed for you in the description that you can just click on it and opt in for this wonderful PDF. It is something that I guarantee will help you to be able to help your kids be successful in college. And if you want to get in touch with Dale, go to talkwithdale.com. How simple is that? I love it. Dale, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. This is Denise Thomas, your debt-free college coach. And if you don't have a mentor to guide you through the high school to college process, let's get on a call. Thanks for listening to the show. Please rate and review the podcast, download and share with friends. You can go to debtfreedegreepodcast.com for more info and free downloads. Once again, that's debtfreedegreepodcast.com. See you next time.